We are hearing that uh, there's migrants coming into San Diego and in large numbers. Can you tell us what's going on? So we've had over 45,000 people being dropped off in the last couple of months. It's an unmanageable system. There's no end in sight. I don't really want to point the blame on the migrants. It's our system that's broke. It's our border. It's our system that we need to fix. My guest today is Jim Desmond, San Diego County Supervisor. Today, he'll talk about how the recent surge of migrants in San Diego is causing a big problem for the county and how he's worried that it could contribute to more homelessness. They may become part of our homeless population. The past few months, the numbers have been building and we've been getting more. We're not as bad off as San Francisco or LA, but if we keep going down this path, we're, we're gonna have the same problems and same consequences. I'm Siamai Korami. Welcome to California Insider. So, Jim, it's great to have you on back. Welcome back. Well, thanks. Thanks for having me. You know, there's a, there's a situation going on in San Diego now, and you've been very vocal about it. We are hearing that uh, there's migrants coming into San Diego and in large numbers. Can you tell us what's going on? Well, it's been going on for a, a couple of months. Uh, they started in, on September 13th. We started having hundreds of migrants being dropped off at transportation centers uh, throughout San Diego County. There's three of them. They were dropping these migrants off. And that started in September, uh, and it's gone from about three or 400 a day to now almost 800 and 900 per day being dropped off in San Diego County. So we've had over 45,000 people being dropped off in the last couple of months, just being dropped off by Border Patrol agents, the federal, federal government just dropping off people in San Diego County, primarily because they are overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed with the number of people coming across the border seeking asylum. And they did have a process for getting these people, you know, the asylum seekers through and getting them, them on their way to other parts of the country where they were, their sponsors or, or other people might be uh, that, they're, that these asylum seekers are going to live with. But what's happening is the federal government, Border Patrol, no longer has time to process or get these people onto their final destinations. And so the, what they're doing is dropping them off now in San Diego County. And they're overwhelming our nonprofits and our charities and those are helping them out to get them on their way uh, to other sites uh, within the country. And it's putting a cost on local uh, tax dollars. We are spending in San Diego County, uh, my colleagues have, have approved now twice, two, three million dollar uh, aid packages that we're spending on migrant issues for immigration, which should be a federal government issue. And the county local tax dollars are going towards that effort right now. And that's what's really got me upset is the fact that federal government, they, you know, they went after DeSant Governor DeSantis and Governor, Governor Abbott for shipping people or dropping people in other places. The federal government's doing that exact same thing for us here in San Diego County. And so we're, our tax dollars, which has me upset, instead of going towards behavioral health or homelessness or infrastructure and roads, is having to go towards these migrant issues, uh, immigration issues, which should be picked up by the federal government. And because of that, now we have many, many people coming into San Diego County. We have a couple hundred of people a night sleeping in the airport. And to me, it's an unmanageable system. There's no end in sight. And it's really having a negative impact uh, on us in San Diego County. So, Jim, when you mentioned they were, drop, they were dropping off 300 people, now there's 800 a day. Um, what happens to these people? So do they, can you explain to us, like, well, do they come with a bus and they just get... 
Yes, initially they were coming in by buses and being dropped at three different transportation centers. And luckily, a lot of our nonprofits and churches and organizations were meeting them at these sites, but they were uh, and and helping get these get the migrants on their way. Be honest with you, about 90% of them are only in San Diego County for about 48 hours. Most of them have sponsors or somebody they know throughout the country. And the first question they ask when they're dropped off at these at these sites is, "Where am I?" They don't, they don't know where San Diego is, and, they, and they're just being dropped off. So first question, where am I? How can I charge my cell phone? And how do I get to the airport or get to my cousin in Denver or, or wherever it is that they want to go to? So basically, San Diego County, we're acting as a travel agency uh, for these migrants that are just being dropped off. But now what's happening uh, is we have asked Border Patrol to just drop them off at one location within San Diego County instead of three. And all of our nonprofits and um, charities and, and, and people like that are help, that are helping them are in one site. And we don't really know what time of day they're gonna be coming. The, the Border Patrol only tells us a few hours ahead of time. So they're all at one location right now, but those folks are the, the, the same people that we contract with that, that uh, are helping with the migrants. We contract with those people to help us with our homeless situation. And so they're asking for more money so they can have more personnel. They're asking for money from us out of our local coffers so they can aid and assist the migrants. In San Diego County, my, my board that I serve on, <clears throat> I've been against this primarily because yes, they do need this service. Yes, the migrants need to be moved on and help you know, get to their final destinations. But we, the local, the local community, should not be paying those tax dollars. So they're getting dropped off. They're getting the help you know, from, from local uh, uh, agencies that we, the county, are funding to help get most of the migrants on their way to where it, wherever it is they're going in the country. And now, what percentage of them, do you guys have any thoughts on like, what number is, has friends and family in other, other areas and what number just wants to stay in San Diego? Is there, is there I can't, I can't give you an exact number, but I could tell you probably well over 90% of them are gone within, in, in 48 hours. But there's someplace else in the country that just, it, it is what's happening. I can't give you an exact number, but I can tell you that some of them are staying overnight in the homeless shelters, and some of them just are staying at, like I said, at the airport. Even if, if you get to the country today, you're not always gonna get a flight out right away to wherever it is you're trying to go, which is why they're ending up sleeping at the airport. So the, our nonprofits and our charities, well, you know, once they you know, get dropped off and, and they wanted to say, go catch a flight to someplace else, they'll take them to the airport, but then they're stuck at the airport and maybe they can't get a flight out for a day or so and they're staying there. And, I, and then some of them are also going uh, to some of our homeless shelters, uh, taking up space there. And they've actually, <clears throat> the Border Patrol has, has created this camp, sort of a waiting room or waiting area in uh, the Hakumba area, which is just in the southern side of, of San Diego, nearer to the border, where it's just kind of a holding area until they can bring them into the uh, processing center that, the, uh, that they're being dropped off within San Diego County. There's no uh, facilities out there, there's no food, there's no shelter, there's, they're just having to sleep outside at night. It, it's, it's really chaos and a mess. And unfortunately, uh, residents that I represent in San Diego County are footing the bill for this. So you mentioned some of the homeless shelters are, are serving these people. And do you think there's gonna be a point where the San Diegans will, people in your county will actually 
feel the impact of, of this? Or do you think that people still don't see it? It's not obvious enough that... Luckily, we've, we have not, <clears throat> you know, thank God, we haven't, we haven't seen an uptick in crime. We haven't, but we have seen more people using our, our you know, homeless shelters uh, as, as a, as a uh, consequence of this. There is a, a population of migrants that don't have a sponsor or can't get a hold of their sponsor or don't really, you know, once, once they're questioned at the border, the Border Patrol agents will ask them, do you have a sponsor? You know, do you have a place to go when they're seeking asylum? So some of them don't. Some of them stay in San Diego County. I can't tell you the exact number. And have you talked to some of these Border Patrol agents? What are their thoughts of the situation? They're overwhelmed. And we, we have a couple Border Patrol agents we're, we're in contact with, and they'll tell, tell us what's happening. And they're, they're, they are just overwhelmed. They don't have the time to vet uh, a lot of these people. And if, if they do do background checks on migrants, it's only a U.S. background check. You know, if, if these people are from Pakistan or they're from, you know, China or they're from, you know, Venezuela or other places, we don't check their backgrounds on where they came from. We only see if they've always already been, you know, maybe charged of a crime in the U.S. So unfortunately, it's an untenable situation. And right now there is no end in sight. San Diego is not a sanctuary city. The California, the state of California is... Uh, sanctuary state, so ergo we are, we have not ourselves declared us as a sanctuary county. Uh, um, I don't know if the, the actual city of San Diego may have, I'm not aware of that. It, it, for, as far as a county, we have not declared ourselves sanctuary, but the state by default uh, has declared us so. And uh, so is there a difference between the illegals and the people that are like coming like this, like and and so th these guys are applying for asylum, but the illegals came illegally without applying. Is that well? All the the, the forty-five thousand number that I gave you. All that we're seeing are the ones that basically it, it have gone up to or have been you know captured by border patrol agents that are being processed. The ones that come over the, the fence or, or come through illegally and bypass Border Patrol, we have no idea how many and what those numbers are. But there recently, there was a CNN uh, report, uh, Anderson Cooper, uh, of, of all people, uh, put this out uh, and, and it was a, I got interviewed by the CNN folks and what they did is they interviewed people who actually live right up against the border and have property against the border. And in, in their segment, it showed, here's the hole in the fence. Here's where they come through every night. And while they were doing the show, some people were coming through. And here's where they come through, and they come through my property, and every night. And what's happening is, as people come across the border, they are actually seeking out Border Patrol agents so they can can get this asylum stat status, is what, what this report on CNN showed, is they're actually going to and turning themselves into Border Patrol agents. So right, what's happening right now is our Border Patrol agents are not stopping people at the border. They're only processing people once they're here through the system to come to the U.S. So they're processing them, they're dropping them off at a central location in San Diego County and then hopefully they're going on their way. So what's happening in, in, in that report and in, in properties in San Diego County, people are just coming across and turning themselves into Border Patrol because they, they know the system that- Is going to actually process them. We're gonna process them and if you're seeking asylum, and it used to be to be an asylum seeker, 
you had to be, you know, uh, escaping persecution or, or some type of bad thing happening in, in the country. That like you, a political you, persecution yes, or yes. like religious persecution or some sort of persecution. But right now, it's, it's just economic. If you just, you're claiming, I just, economically, I'm just here to provide for my family, and, which I don't blame. I, I would do the same thing if I, if I were a migrant. It's our system that's broke. It's our border. It's our system that we need to fix in, in, in order to do this in a humane fashion. Instead of you know having you know thousands of people coming across our border and then coming in without proper vetting, we do want migrants to be able to come to this country. We do want to have, help people that are asylum seekers, but our border patrols, our immigration system is is just so flawed that it's we're being overwhelmed and with terrorism, with fentanyl, with drug human trafficking, all these other things <clears throat> coming across the border, it, it's just exacerbating the problem. And I think. You know, we really, as a country, got to figure out if we're going to be a country and we're going to have borders and then how to manage them because it, it's, it, there's no management, it's chaos at the border right now. This episode is sponsored by Midas Gold Group. Do you feel the bills are getting higher and higher every time you check out the grocery store? Do you feel your monthly discretionary money has decreased, although your income increases yearly? Inflation is eating away at your wealth. Digital wallets and central banks' digital currencies are destroying financial privatization. Only gold and silver are constitutional forms of money. Our privacy was to be protected against unlawful watch and seizure. Midas Gold Group will help you take control of your finances and protect your wealth and your privacy. Pulling money out of the questionable banking and investment system is the way to privatize your finances as the elite push us towards digital wallets and central bank digital currency. Protect your wealth with real money. Deal with the best at Midas Gold Group, a proud America First company. You can check them out at MidasGoldGroup.com. Click on the link below and check them out. Now let's go back to the interview. You've been talking to the Border Patrol and, and the people in that, that are, they have a bigger perspective on where it's headed. Is, is, there, is this going to slow down anytime soon? Not that I'm aware of that it's going to slow down anytime soon. Until, you know, the federal government does something about our immigration system. I, I just see this getting worse. And as a country, it's not just San Diego County and the border communities. You hear a lot from Texas and then San Diego and other places. Uh, but Chicago and New York and, and all these other larger cities are also bearing the brunt, even the UK, you know, in Europe, bearing the brunt of a lot of migrant issues. When Title 42 was being lifted, I went down to the border and I, I you know, looked across through the fence and right up against the fence, there was like 300 families. There was families from all over the world and, and um, with kids and, and they had their blankets and everything. They were sleeping right up against the border because they weren't sure if they were going to get let in or not. And I got to tell you, it really made me feel sick when I was looking at these families of how our system is treating these people because they're just looking for a better life for themselves. And so I really think what we need to do, 
I, I would like to see, and I know this is harsh, but see a stop to all new immigrants at this point in time until we have a system. And, and we still, there's people that work and live across the border and we'd still you know, have those folks coming across and goods and, and everything we can manage. But I think we need to put a stop to the border, to new mi- migrants coming in until we have a system that, that works. Maybe, I mean, in, in originally you, for, with embassies and things like that throughout the world that we have, people to, would apply for you know, immigration status or to come to our country through our, immig- through our embassies. But that doesn't seem to be happening. If, if the world knows our borders are open and you can just walk across and then ask for forgiveness later, or, it, it, it's, it's just not a system that, that works. And I, so I, I don't see any end in sight until we as a country wake up. And I, I think we're getting closer because even you've, you've got, you know, these larger cities, like I mentioned Chicago and New York and other places, I think, you know, and those, and those are also democratic mayors of, of those cities. And they're saying, hey, we can't handle it anymore. Even the mayor of New York said, it's going to ruin our city. I don't want to see anything really bad happen, but we, there's that potential, especially with the terrorism, with the war in the Middle, Middle East, and all the people you know, out in the world that want to destroy us. Uh, it, and as I mentioned, you know, drugs coming in and everything else. I hope it doesn't come to something catastrophic. Now, what about your colleagues on the board? Uh, do, you guys, do you guys all agree on the situation or some are like looking at this as not that big of a deal or something? My colleagues and I disagree primarily on the funding. We, we all agree this work needs to be done, but it shouldn't be done by us. It should be done by the federal government. This is for the migrants that are being dropped across, dropped in our, in our uh, county. And so where we disagree is on those payments. I've been voting no, it's been four to one uh, on these payments. And I realize it needs to be done, but it shouldn't be on the taxpayers of San Diego County to foot this bill. Now, Jim, another issue in San Diego County is the homelessness. We have discussed this topic with, with all that's going on with the homelessness. And how's the county going to handle these people that might stay in San Diego? Well, unfortunately, they may become part of our homeless population. Uh, right now, uh, they have their own camp, as I'd mentioned, uh, right up against the border where they're staying. And they're pretty, a lot of them, um, they're not detained there, but a lot of them stay there. But yes, they could become a part of our homeless population. Uh, right now, we've got about 10,000 people that are homeless in San Diego County. And our hands have been tied by the state and other, other government's policies that we can't force anybody into um, treatment, uh, particularly uh, drug treatment and, and, things, and things like that. But we did just get passed, it was SB 43 just two months ago, um, that gave us more latitude in getting people off the streets and maybe even forcing them into treatment. Um, uh, by the state. They finally gave us that tool, but we can't implement it at this point in time right away. We, we, we have to build up to it primarily because if we implemented it right away, all of our emergency rooms would be full of people that are homeless and, and people that are, you know, need drug um, uh, intervention. Uh, and, and so we, we have that tool in our toolbox right now, and we just voted like two days ago about how, how we move forward with this process. And I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. It's finally happened. Jim, with all that you see, uh, what does it look like? Are you worried about where we are headed? Absolutely. I, it, I, this open border is unsustainable. We have to get a better handle on the uh, immigration. And then on the homeless issue, we, we have to be able, like I said, we, we have one tool, but it's still not enough, but to get people off the streets and into the help they need.
I think it's inhumane to leave people on the streets and we just shrug our shoulders and, and say, well, you know, when we see people camping on our sidewalks and, and in our parks and things like that, we have to be able to get them in to help. And I think we're finally getting those tools and that maybe we're make, we'll make some a bit of a turnaround. But I just think it's, it's untenable. You know, what the state has done on the homeless effort is a few years ago, they, they basically emptied out the prisons of nonviolent uh, prisoners, uh, you know, people that were for drug charges and other things like that, which seems to make sense. But, but what happened is when we got all these homeless people on our streets, they, they were, they, we had no programs. We weren't given any money to, to you know, assist these people or get them into the help they need. And then also the state has emptied out their uh, psychiatric hospitals. They're, they're uh, trying to get, you know, get out of that business. And so we're having sexually violent predators being placed in our communities. And so unfortunately, the state has really put it, the cities in a, in a predicament that we, you know, for, we don't have the facilities, you know, we don't have the mental health hospitals. The state's getting out of that business. They did just give us, like I said, in, through SB 43, a tool to where we can force people into treatment, but they came with no money, it came with no resources, and we have to try to figure out how to do this county by county or, or city by city on how we manage the homeless. So we're not being given the resources uh, by the state of California. And I think, you know, it, it, you see San Francisco, you see Oakland, you see Los Angeles, even downtown San Diego. The homeless are, are hurting our businesses. Uh, and, and just, I think it's a, a black eye on society. Now, Jim, San Diego is one of the best places in California, and California is the best part of the world, I think. Yeah. I'm, I have this bias here. So is San Diego going through a change, or is it the same it's been used to be? We're not as bad off as San Francisco or LA, but if we keep going down this path, we're, we're gonna have the same, same problems and same consequences. We are, we are a beautiful part of the country, but we are also, in the state, we are the county, as an imperial county, right up against the border. And because we're the more populous area, we've got more resources and facilities for migrants to come across. And so I think there's hope um, and we're slowly moving in that direction, but not fast enough uh, in my mind. And I'd like to see it happen sooner. And I know you haven't brought this up, but housing is a huge issue for, for the country. Well, and particularly for, for California. San Diego County is now the, the most expensive place to live in the country. We, we're, we got that number one spot. We don't really want it. But it's so housing is a big, big issue. And I think we need to build more housing in San Diego County. The next generation, you know, my, my kids are in their 30s. You know, the kids that are in their 20s and 30s, they can't afford to, build, to buy a house. You got to make it over 200 grand a year in this state to be able to even afford a house. So that means both parents are working. A basic house, right? A basic, Not yeah, a that's luxury. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's, um, uh, a big issue that, that you know, we've kind of fallen behind uh, in, in housing production for the next generation. And we may lose, uh, you know, the next generation to other states or, or other, you know, people might, you know, I've, many of my kids' friends are, have moved out of state because they can't afford to live here. And so we're losing talent. Um, another thing is uh, the military. I, I, I didn't grow up in, in here, in, I grew up in the Midwest. I came to San Diego because I was in the Navy. And I got out, let out in the Navy and I decided to stay here, met my wife, we raised a family. I was able to do that because I could afford housing. Well, you know, and, and that's one of the big 
one of the better things about San Diego County is we've got a lot of military veterans there who've been trained in different jobs or you know, disciplined. They know they're supposed to show up for work and, and, and things like that. So we've got a good, highly educated, trained workforce there through the veterans, but they can't afford to stay either. So I, I, I really kind of fear for our workforce and the economy of San Diego County if we don't get the housing uh, issue under control. How do you feel when you're in this situation, what you see in, in like I'm banging my head against the wall. We have to be compassionate, but we also have to be pragmatic. We, we, we just can't give money away. Then people are, you know, why, what's the incentive to work? What's the incentive to achieve? What's the incentive to do better or go to school and get an education if the government's just gonna be giving you things? So I think unfortunately um, we're heading down that path, but I do hear and see in the electric and on both sides of the aisle, saying something's got to change. When you see CNN reporting on, on border issues that are untenable, when you, you see other cities in, in, in the country saying the same thing that the border communities are saying, then hopefully, you know, through elections or, or through, you know, enough pressure, uh, we'll, we'll get to a better place. People are bailing on California in record and half of Californians are considering moving. It's a domino effect. What's happening? Where is the state headed? People were tricked and fooled. We're being told everything's fine, this is normal. People are making money off our problems. We love regulations in this state. We just love it. We can control how people live. Jim, uh, do you have any advice for, for people in San Diego, California, and people in the U.S., even in the country? Well, it, it's to be involved, I mean, first, and, and know, what, know what's going on. And I appreciate you doing this and giving uh, people the information of what, what's really happening out, out there in the world. But, you know, we've got to, as a country, do the right thing. And not, I don't mean left or right thing, but, but to do to fix the problems instead of, you know, having parties, you know, fighting with each other. What's, what's the right thing to do? The right, like with homelessness, the right thing to do is to get people into the help they need, you know, and, and not leave them on the streets. On, my, on migrant issue, what's the right thing to do? The right thing is to, is to let good people in and keep bad people out. I mean, simple types of things like that. And we, we got to get to the point, like education, education and achievement. We got to, you know, put that back up on a higher pedestal. You know, and unfortunately, education has been falling in, in our country, in California in particular. And I think we've got to get to people who are willing to fix problems into government and into, into positions, particularly in Sacramento and in, 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 in Washington, D.C., is get people, instead of just fighting with each other, how do we solve these solutions that we all want? We all want affordable housing. We want affordable food. We want to help people who need it. But we got to do it in a practical, common sense way. And unfortunately, we've lost a lot, a lot of that here lately, as we can see some of our major cities. San Francisco was a beautiful, beautiful city. It was a big tourist attraction. Now, nobody wants to go there. Businesses are leaving. And, and it's just, it's not good for a, a society in the country. And I think we got to kind of come back to, you know, doing what's right 
uh, and, and uh, getting the job done uh, and, and fixing things as opposed to fighting over issues all the time. Jim Desmond, San Diego County Supervisor, it was great to have you on California Insider. Well, thanks for having me. I really appreciate the time and, and uh, that you've given me to hopefully make the world a better place. Thank you. If you like the show and our content, you should go to insiderca.com and sign up to our newsletter because we never know what can happen with social media and other platforms in terms of distributing our content. If you'd like to come on the show and be an insider, you can reach out to us at cainsider at epochtimesca.com. Again, it's cainsider at epochtimesca.com. We'd love to have you on the show to tell us what's going on in your field in California. Thank you for watching.